Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. Today is Friday. It is November the 24th, and we are rolling live on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin right now. Right now at 9.30 and change Eastern time, it's 8.30 in Texas, America. We're going to do Friendly Friday, the Black Friday edition. Are some of you sitting in line outside of like a Best Buy? Is that is that like early 2000s? Are people still doing that? Do people still sit out in the cold and try to get in there and like run through the door, be the first person to buy the television that's like $75 off? I don't know. I feel like you'd be better off not waiting all night and maybe just panhandling or uh, getting a job at McDonald's like the lady I talked to on Twitter the other day. If you guys are joining us for the live chat, please make sure you've given us a like on Rumble on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. If you're watching this somewhere else, I think I'm about done with this YouTube thing. I, I, I was asked by someone to please continue doing the YouTube for a couple more days. I did. And then they demonetized one of our videos specifically because we showed 90 seconds of a South Park yesterday. I just don't, I don't want to be part of that. Also, they don't really give us any money, uh, but mostly... Why, why put it out there where the enemy is? They really are the enemy. We're going to be joined by my friend, real Steve friend, in just a few moments. Uh, before we do that, let's go ahead and say thanks to some of our sponsors. Let's get some of them up done right up front. Let's do uh, Patriot Coolers, if you don't mind, Ryan. I'm just going to throw you for the loop. Let's do Patriot Coolers. You guys can go to patriotcoolers.com right now, site-wide sale. You can just load anything into your cart. You're going to get 20% off. So that's double the discount we normally have. Go there. And then when you do the checkout, if you guys decide to buy anything on that, that website, just make sure you add Kyle Serafin Show in the uh, notes for the order so they know that we sent you along. Again, it's patriotcoolers.com. And don't use the promo code because the promo code will automatically give you a better deal right now for their Black Friday special. Everybody is trying to get into the black. Do you guys even know why they call it Black Friday? It's supposed to be when retail stores go from the red to the black. They only make money in the last two months. That's the theory. And this is supposed to be the beginning of the Christmas shopping season that does it. So anyway, if you guys want to check into something right there, if you are looking for one of those all-purpose, last-for-a-long-time, fully capable Christmas gifts, this is a good option for them. They're a good company. We love them. I've got all kinds of their stuff now. I've got them on my desk. I've got them downstairs. I just, uh, I'm going to have to go order. My wife somehow lost one of the tops to one of our tumblers. There's nothing worse to me than having a steel tumbler and the top is gone. Um, they have an old generation, which was really good. You could put straws in. The new generation is the one that we have right now. They look like this. They got the little flip top. Anyway, check out PatriotCoolers.com. Big fan. And then let's also talk about uh, Catholic Vote while we're doing it. We'll do two at one. Say, uh, say thanks to our friends over at Catholic Vote who are fantastic people in the fight for faith, family, and freedom. America's top Catholic advocacy group organization. They are fighting the FBI, which we're going to get into a little bit today. Steve Friend and I always have something. Our ex-girlfriend is a loony, and there's nothing more fun than doing that. You guys can sign up for The Loop, which is their email. It did come out today. Friday's Loop, full of useful information. It's going to have a lot more information than what we talk about on this show. If you're looking for all the news that's fit to print in one minute of your time, kind of catch you up on what's going on, then by all means, sign up for The Loop, catholicvote.org. Type in your email address. Give me your, your zip code real quick because they can make it specific. They're just trying to figure out where the uh, demographics are if they were going to give you a targeted targeted email that will share with you some of the political actions they do. And uh, I guarantee you, you're if you're listening to the show, you're probably going to be on board with a lot of the stuff they're trying to get accomplished. All right. That's a lot. Uh, where's, where's Steve Friend? Do we have Steve Friend? Is he on the line? Has he been interrupted in service? There he is. Hey, buddy. Hey, hopefully uh, the feds are not working today, so we don't have any interruptions like we did last week. Well, they certainly weren't working yesterday. We're going to start off with a couple of things here. First, I'm going to prime you to let you know that I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Did you have a nice one by yourself? 
Uh, yeah, it was a little lonely, but at the same time, the family's coming home today. We're going to do our, a, a slightly belated Thanksgiving celebration in the friend household, so it'll be fine. I get to eat all the turkey I want because apparently I'm the only person in America who enjoys Thanksgiving turkey. We're going to have that debate. So God has a plan. We don't always know what God's plan is until after the fact. I set up the great debate yesterday. I was going to do it with Garrett O'Boyle. We were going to talk turkey versus steak, and then uh, we didn't get to it because we had other things going on. But it turns out that Garrett and I are actually on Team Steak anyway. I'm uh, not just the the president of the Make America Steak Again Foundation. I'm also a practitioner of the steak again. So we're going to talk about that, and uh, it's been saved for you. You're going to be able to argue a position you actually believe in. Nobody knows why you believe in that. Nobody knows why Turkey is the thing, but we're going to do it. Before you do that, unfortunately, this is going to be your last family Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is racist, and it's going to get canceled. Ryan's got a video to kind of get you in the mood. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, Thanksgiving is not about turkey and gratitude and family and fun and touch football games in the front yard. It's actually about genocide and racism. Let's go ahead and roll video number one and just get ourselves in the mood now that it's over. Right around the corner, I wanted to turn the mic over to Cross Connection favorite and my friend Yassi Ross for this week's essay and his take on the real story of Thanksgiving and some history you probably never read in your school books. Okay. My name is Jossie Ross. I come from the Amstapi Bukani Nation. The mythology of Thanksgiving closely mirrors the mythology of America. That mythology is the image that white Americans love to see of themselves. White settlers come to a strange land in good faith, bringing something of great value that enriches the people who are already here. The natives also bring something of immense value, equal exchange. That closely mimics the mythology of white America. It is how America wants to see itself. The truth, of course, of Thanksgiving is much different. The truth is pilgrims did not bring turkey, sweet potato pie, or cranberries to Thanksgiving. They could not. They were broke. They were broken. Their hands were out. They were begging. They brought nothing of value. But they got fed. They got schooled. Thanksgiving. It makes sense. There is much for white Americans to be thankful for. But I'm still trying to figure out what indigenous people received of value. Instead of bringing stuffing and biscuits, those settlers brought genocide and violence. That genocide and violence is still on the menu as state-sponsored violence against Native and Black Americans is commonplace and violent private white supremacy is celebrated and subsidized. From Stonechild Chief Stick to Mike Brown to Renee Davis, Breonna Taylor to Eric Gardner, Indigenous and Black people are still being murdered by those paid to protect us. From Ahmaud Arbery to Trayvon Martin, white Americans are still killing Native and Black Americans with no fear of reprisal. They brought chattel slavery to Africans and Native people. That still happens through the prison industrial complex that imprisons the descendants of enslaved Africans and Natives at far disparate numbers. That is the reality of Thanksgiving. Many of us are still waiting for white Americans to bring some value, still waiting for white America to match the mythology of Thanksgiving. Freedom, justice, equality, reparations for two and a half billion acres of stolen native land, reparations for 246 years of stolen labor, reparations for stealing native children. Stop the killing. It's still happening. Stop the theft. It's still happening. Return the land. Match the mythology. Then, and only then, we can all be equally thankful. Peace. <laughs> 
I don't know how he, he ends it so strong. Um, do you have any sense that he was probably talking on a, uh, indigenously created camera system and an indigenously created, uh, internet with an indigenously created laptop of some kind? Is that most likely the way that he was communicating with uh, MSNBC there? hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Or he was committing cultural appropriation as Truly. he would define it. Where do you think that sweater was made? Do you think his mom made that? Or was that made in a sweatshop in Pakistan that made it look like his mom made it? Exactly. That's exactly what happens. And I think you can probably speak to this too. The, the powwow ceremonies that go on on Native American reservations and how they're not authentic. They're basically- No, they're just, totally authentic, but they just involve booze and fighting is my experience. It's like double staff the police mm-hmm. locally. I, I, and I want to frame this exactly correctly because you're the right guy. I didn't even think about it until it started running. And I was like, of course, Steve Friend, you've worked on Indian reservations in the United States. You are one of the few FBI agents who spent a significant amount of time doing that job. You've locked up, let's say hundreds, I think that's probably accurate, of Indians was it primarily because they were being assaulted by white people? Or could you maybe kind of give some uh, instinct about what the violence on Native reservations looks like in real life? Yeah, well, so it tends to be like it is around the country where it's uh, intra-racial, where it's white on white, black on black, Native on Native. In fact, in order for it to be a federal crime, the victim typically has to be Native. Mm. You actually have to get the blood quantum necessary to charge that. So all the Native Americans who I put into incarceration had assaulted or somehow violated another Native American. There was no white, black, or Mexican, or whatever Asian victim. They're all Native American victims. So in essence, I was standing up for those people. That's always how I sort of viewed my role there as not being the the colonist who was coming in and and with chattel slavery to put you in a federal prison. No, you harmed through fraud or force another person. And I don't care who they are. They just happen to have the right amount of blood quantum for me to come in with a federal charge. And I was there to stand as in the gap to protect that person, or at least give them some form of justice afterwards. And for you to argue that, that what I was doing was somehow immoral, I think you're spitting in the face of the victim, the, the rape victim. Or the who, who was raped by another Indian? Yes. Yeah. Um, did you have any white people that lived on the res, the multiple reservations that you were dealing with? Yes, we did. We did. Uh, There's a lot of farmland out there too, so there there were some farms, and then also people who were because the, the blood quantum level has now been so diluted. Can you explain point. what that is? People are hearing it and they're going like, "What in the world is a blood quantum?" Oh, it yeah. sounds I, like I mean, it sounds like a sequel to Quantum of Solace from uh, from James Bond, maybe. It look to explain this, you will shock the conscience of persons that you would think this is 2023. Mm-hmm. In order for the federal government to have some sort of nexus for it to be a special jurisdiction, the victim of the crime has to have a blood quantum that qualifies them with for enrollment in a Native American tribe, which would mean in just basic Punnett Square, mom's a native, dad's not, that gives you 50%. Uh, next generation down, if, if it's 25%, if there's no other natives introduced. Next generation down, no other natives introduced, and that's 12.5%. It has to be over a certain threshold. It depends on the tribe. And the tribe was, votes on what that threshold equals, by the way. And it, yeah, it's it's actually a big vote because the benefits get disseminated, dispersed. And if you have a low quantum, then people can enroll in your tribe and take benefits from the tribe. And there were people that, I, obviously, I had two reservations that were neighboring. They Borders touched. So you had people that could pick their own tribe that they wanted to affiliate with because they're 
heritage had both tribes in their within their lineage, and they would just go to the one that had the better benefits. Mm-hmm. And then they would get on the rolls. Did you guys ever play uh, the game um, Native or Not? No, we didn't have the rolls like you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were not updated, but that sounds like- Well, they're really not updated. I mean, they're not no. updated, but it's a good time to, to do that. For those of you who <laughs> uh, haven't seen the show, let me, let me just give Steve the, the taste of it, and you guys can a taste as well. In the Blackfoot Reservation up in Montana, which is where one of my buddies works, I sat there for 30 days, and the guys would play this game called Native or Not, where they would literally go to the rolls, right? The rolls could be, usually it's digitalized, but um, this was non-functional. This was Blackfoot. So they had this thick book that looked like a telephone book, and you would open it up, and it would just be all the names of the people that were in the tribes. And the guys would read out a funny name, and then you'd have to guess whether they were being serious, Native or not. And you'd, you'd assess how deep into the book they were. Did they roughly get to the right level of the alphabet to be able to say the thing they were saying? And the weirdest one I ever heard was Dolores Stinktit, which was a real native name. Real native. Real yeah. native, for sure. Um, the more absurd they were, the funnier they were in there. And they would look at you like you were a crazy person. You'd be like, that's your real name. And you'd be kind of choking it back. And they'd be like, yeah, why wouldn't it be? No sense of humor about names on uh, the Blackfoot. The, the two tribes I dealt with were, one had those, those sort of like nature names, you know, be like Big Fire or white bear. Heavy like runner that. was my favorite. Heavy runner or many guns. I like the name many guns. That would have been my family's name. It'd be like, you know, Kyle many guns, son of Charlie many guns, that kind of thing. Big, big fan. That's pretty awesome. Which is why I also got criticized. I remember I was taking a woman to jail. I arrested her and was transporting her to Omaha, which is like, I don't know, like a hundred mile drive mm-hmm. because you're on your own. You're your own transport crew. I did not have a secondary agent with me. You didn't even have a whole me. SWAT team or like an armored Bearcat no. or anything. You're just doing solos. Nope, just solo, just me. And I remember I was driving her and she was trying to play the card that this gentleman from MSNBC was. So she asked me what, what I did for a living. And I said, well, I investigate Indian country for the FBI. And she said, that's a really offensive term. And I said, well, that's in the federal code book. And you see the <laughs> road, the sign that we just passed. It said Indian reservation. It, you guys call yourself your mascot is the chiefs. So let's slow your roll on that. And then she asked me my last name and I said, friend. And she said, that's a stupid name. And I said, well, I'm not named after a weather condition or an animal. So I got that going for me. Right. Although I did have a guy that went through the academy with me whose name was uh, Storm. His last name was Storm. And I felt like Agent Storm is a pretty strong, good last name. Yeah. If you're going to be a weather condition, at least it should be like an aggressive, angry one. If you're going to be, a, yeah, or he has to be a weatherman after that, right? Storm Jackson, you know, bringing you the mega Doppler radar rating. <laughs> if it's your first name. I don't know if it counts. If you're named after a Confederate general and a weather condition, then you get the like, then that's pretty bad. That, that was the other tribe. They were all named after Civil War generals. We had Grants and Fremonts yeah. and Lees. It was crazy that you had these two tribes that were next to each other. They they actually shared a border. Uh, and, and that you could tell just from the person's name, they're like, oh, that's an Omaha. Oh, that's a Winnebago mm-hmm. right away. The thing that I think is really important that we just kind of highlighted though, is that the word Indian, which I use all the time. And I didn't use before that I would said things like native American. Cause I grew up in places where people try to be sensitive about this, but it's literally in the federal code. Number one, they're literally called Indian reservations, like, like legally speaking. And then the people, they wouldn't say like, oh, are you native American? Like, they'd be like, oh, he's not an Indian. Like I would hear people say that all the time when I was in New Mexico and I'd be like, yeah, he's not. Yeah, no. he's not not Indian, so he's not well, going to be he's not going to be an appropriate um, subject of investigation. We're going to send this off to state police. And how about the question of somebody being within your family? You would say, "Is oh, he's my brother." You say, "Is that your Indian brother or your real brother?" Mm-hmm. Because, because it means- the, way, the way they were raised, it could be their cousin, but because they were raised by the same grandma, that's my brother. Right. And Hawaiians have, have to- the same sort of thing too. Yep. Everybody is their cousin, whether they're related or not. They use the word cousin all the time over there. That was very confusing for me. Um, it's, which is another sort of Weird. Indian culture.
<laughs> Ryan's over there. His head just went like no idea. Um, all right. So we're going to get into a little bit of the debate. I, I wanted to cover that. Just the fact that, that we're not going to have Thanksgiving next year because of genocide, because of racism, because theft is is being brought to the table because um, all the, the horrible killing has to stop. Everything about that guy is despising. I, I refer to him as a racist dickhead on uh, Twitter, which I'm sure is going to get some. Do you think he eyes. has a coexist bumper sticker? I think he has Subaru? a white girlfriend. I think he has a white girlfriend. <laughs> and I you think never that, know. I mean, I think that he was a regular. I think he was a regular dude until he started dating a white girlfriend who was an uber you, lib. Do you think he likes girls? It's 50-50. You're right. He could have a white boyfriend. But he definitely has a white counterpart that he is spending his life with because how else would he be so affirmed to be so angry about all this stuff. Um, all that stuff is out there. So let's let's do let's do turkey versus steak. I think that's a little bit of a lighthearted thing. We kind of took on the thing. Turkey versus steak. Look at that. Ryan just set this thing up. Okay, this is the debate. You already know what side I'm sitting on. But before we get to Steve Friend's uh, impassioned defense of turkey as a favorite meat, much like Mitt Romney loves hot dogs, Steve Friend loves him some turkey. Okay, we heard this. Now, I'm going to play a couple of things that are going to sway the audience's favor. And because it's my show... I am prepared for this, and you are not. Number one, today is Black Friday. We've got a great video about what goes on in Florida when uh, the indigenous creatures get access to Black Friday. We're going to play video number two, Ryan, and we're just going to sort of slant it. Because Steve Friend lives in Florida, I want you guys to factor this into your decisions as we get ready to vote. I'm going to need you guys to do not the live chat, but the comments pretty soon. We're going to need to put comments in on which one you're going to in favor. Okay, let's go. Video number two. Uh, This is Black Friday in Florida. Go. Gator don't play no shit. You hear you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. <laughs> so uh listen, if you're in a pool with a gator, you're already suspect. Now we actually have some footage of of Steve Friend. As you guys know, he runs 12 miles every morning. That's kind of like part of the legend, the ethos of, of Steve Friend. We actually ha- found what happens when Steve runs into a complete stranger on his run in the morning. And he's so far into his run that he's like borderline hypoxic. He's left the aerobic curve. He's in the anaerobic curve. He makes strange decisions too. So let's play this footage of Steve Friend from earlier this week. And uh, this might this might sway your judgment on what he thinks. Go ahead and play that video three. I'd rather be with you. How's your knee, dude? You okay? Man, it left a mark, but, uh, you know, through the remedies of the Eastern European uh, strain that my wife brings to the table, a lot of uh, butter and baking soda and boiled so the, potatoes. We got she was handled. trying to cook you, man. She was, <laughs> she was going to make you Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, why do people like gators so much in Florida? What's going on there? You're a new transplant, so I know this is like a new culture to you, but you've, you've, you've embraced it. You're a, a season pass holder. Oh, yeah. Gatorland is is the bomb, man. That's the only place I take. They, I get Black Friday sales going on today for Black for for Gatorland. And this is the the gem. I, I feel bad putting this out there because it's going to hurt my attendance because it's going to attract more people there. Mm. This is just outside of Orlando for me to take my two kids to. I get to turn off like two exits before the Disney traffic That's and good. then go to Gatorland where there's thirty five hundred alligators. And for fifteen dollars per person for in-state residents. 
we get to watch them wrangle alligators. It's like SeaWorld with gators. They, they How much does it cost to get bit by an alligator? Nothing. The experience is free. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but it'll last a lifetime. <laughs> yes. I, I have. What memories. was that guy doing? Why was that guy trying to dance with the gator? Why was he getting down there? First of all, that is my absolute favorite song. I'm going to have to go and do. What was the, what the system you used to be able to like ask? Uh, was it, it wasn't Pandora. Shazam. 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 I got to Shazam that song and find out. Thank you, Ryan. That was very good. I need to Shazam that song and put that on my running soundtrack. That should be the way I start all my runs. Cause it's like, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to see what's going on with you. Yeah. But gator, gator bite. Got him. They got him right in the knee. All right. The, the, the experience is free, but it lasts a lifetime. $15 per person for, for season passes. No, $15 for, for daily oh. uh, season passes for each of us. It was under hundred dollars for the year for the whole family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's good eating. And oh then, yeah! Can you yeah, feed them? You can, can you feed the gators? Yep, you feed them. They they, they give you hot dogs. That's why when I went they there, we hot dogs. Mitt Romney, <laughs> Romney. I was like, I had a Romney sighting. We were feeding them hot dogs. They they have like fishing poles that you, the kids can can feed the little ones. Uh, you can go see the big ones that is are. Is Mitt born. Romney a lizard person? Is he a gator? I think he's an underground dwelling person. No question. Okay. In a sewer, he's a billionaire. So he, he says. Oh, you think that might be a fraud? Look, he hasn't paid his taxes according to Harry Reid, so we don't know. Okay, all right, that's that's uh, troubling. Let's uh, let's hear your take. Why is turkey the best meat? Why is it Steve Friend's favorite meat? I the people want to know. All right, here's here's my case here. First of all, I can't I can't do the red meat, uh, and this is this ties back to our favorite ex girlfriend, the FBI. Uh, I was never a big steak fan, but I actually had to be Heimlicked at the FBI Academy when I was trying to eat one of their steaks. And now I have you choked on, a, on an FBI steak. I did. I almost got killed before my first day on the job. One of my classmates had to Heimlich me to save me. So I always have a lot of apprehension when it comes to eating steak. <laughs> I like that you added. I think you just have apprehension when it comes to eating as made it. It's one. It's one almond, yes. whether you need it or not. Every 24 hours. I watched you go for like six days and not eat at all. Well, I saved up. So like last night I was by myself, family's gone, did the solo Thanksgiving celebration. So did you I light ate, candles for yourself. I, I had like four <laughs> pounds of turkey last night by myself. It was fantastic. <laughs> was it, did you cook the turkey or is it like sliced turkey breast? That you, it was smoked turkey. I, it was, uh, did it come from Publix? Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh -huh. One of them. Yeah, it was, it was pre-cooked. I mean, two hours in the oven. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not Tony who's Sonia Labosco's husband who's cooking everything up from scratch, but right. I mean, I can make my way around a bowl of cereal or an omelet. That's about, about my skills. So throw it in the oven for me. And my wife was like, make sure you put the thermometer on the inside. Yes, <laughs> that's important. But look, I'll, I'll tell you the same thing I told Jesse Kelly yesterday, who again, shares your sentiment that, you know, turkey is some reviled, horrible meal. Uh, the pilgrims had higher tea levels for a reason because they sucked it up and Ate the turkey. So well, the turkey ate the, the, the pilgrims ate turkey because it's a dumb animal, and they hadn't gotten agriculture started or animal husbandry going yet. So they just grabbed whatever the dumbest bird was that was running around on the ground. That's, that's how my America contention. Does it just grab whatever's running around on the ground? <laughs> Hence the alligator footage. See, Correct. it all it actually comes back in. That was a professional segue. Um, I like the the way that we can say "Make America Steak Again." The uh, acronym is MASA, which is also racist. Which is also why we can't do Thanksgiving anymore. It's why we can't have nice things, Steve. But M A S A, Make America Steak Again. If you ran on a political platform of Make America Steak Again, do you think there's any place that would normally vote red that would change their mind? 
No, no. I think you'd be pretty, pretty firm ground. And then what about blue places? There's some blue places that might change their mind. If steak was the menu. If steak was the menu, I think you would need to toss in a couple of other things like no more daylight savings time. Oh, I'm and, in for that too. Yeah, no, obviously that's, that's all part of the massa, the massive yeah, platform. Yeah, I mean, and Halloween's always on a Saturday. Th those sort of things I think we can all coexist okay. with. Okay, all, right. all right, hold on. We, we, didn't, we didn't plan this out, but Halloween should be on a Saturday. Yes. My wife Saturday and I have this weird idea and, and we don't know where it came from and maybe you know where it came from, but in my wife's head, which means now in my head, I believe that whatever the last Saturday before actual Halloween is supposed to be when Halloween is observed, like a federal holiday. Yes. Right? Because they're kid. It's a kid's holiday at this yes, point. It's a kid's holiday. It's fun for the kids. I mean, I think Garrett probably sees some some pagan rituals there. He's worried about it. My wife but is now me, worried about that too. My wife is like, yes. that's the thing about people who have been converted in their adult life. Is it like they, she's like, should we be watching this vampire show? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it bad? And she was like, well, is it, is it like, worshiping the occult and i'm like i'm not worshiping it i'm just watching people biting and humping people i don't know i don't want to watch it either i'm fine with us watching something else let's go watch extraction that sounds yes. way better which is the story of a dentist no it's the story of a a british special operator guy um but yeah i i think that we should have thanksgiving i mean thanksgiving thanksgiving's always on a thursday the date mm -hmm. changes right Yes, it's a, well, I mean, it was the second to last, the last Thursday. Thursday and then FDR moved it to the third Thursday so we could have a Black Friday to help the economy. And that, that's, that was the origin of it. Totally reasonable, totally into it. But more importantly, if we can move Thanksgiving around, it's not on a fixed date. It's based on like, you know, same as Easter. Easter is based on the lunar calendar. It's based on when Passover is and so on. Let's move Halloween. The 31st seems stupid. You can have all the normal things. You can have All Saints Day on the first. That's still good. But the last, the last Saturday or the most, the closest Saturday should be the one it's done before, yes, I, before I, the end. The last Saturday in October. If it's for the kids, if it's for the kids, mm -hmm. they can't go trick-or-treating, especially if they're young. And, and it also depends regionally. Like when I was a kid and I lived up in New Jersey, you went out after school to go trick-or-treating. And then when it got dark, you went home because yeah. it was bedtime. And it was now, cold. When, in the South, it doesn't start until the sun goes down. So like, I got a six-year-old, man. He because can't it's be trick-or-treating at 10 hot. p.m. Yes. It's the super the superhero costumes are not really conducive to uh, to letting the breeze flow. I when, mean, they, those kids are trapped in there. When you were a kid, did your mom make you a costume, or did you guys buy costumes? Mix, mix. We had a couple of. Could made... she sew you a costume though? Was that in her capabilities? No, no. I mean, it was more like decorations with like the glue and and the sparkles or whatever whatever it was for like my sister that sort of stuff uh but we weren't really high tech it wasn't like the muscle shirts that my kids have like my my son walked out and was like check out my abs dad and it was 17 dollars from chinese on amazon delivered in a day yes it's pretty wild yeah. like my wife last minute she was like hey uh you have a legit flight suit i created a costume that i, I always wear the same one now because i'm a grown-up and i don't want to put any effort into it but when i left the military i grabbed a bunch of flight suits including some desert flight suits which are in fact the pattern that the Ghostbusters wore when they were doing the original Ghostbusters in the 80s. Solid. So I have a, a laminated, I have a, a legit name tag for Venkman, who was the best Ghostbuster. And I have the Ghostbusters patches and all this other stuff. And so I can go out and I put on a, like a, a belt and I roll out there with some gloves and stuff like that. And, and you know, and on the back of it, it's stenciled, you know, uh, Ghostbusters or whatever. So I do that. My wife was able to buy a matching one from Chinese, which is all like screen printed polymer. And uh, it showed up in a few minutes for my son. And then I was at Miralago with you instead. So 
Yes, I, I had to miss as well this year. But yeah. my younger kid doesn't care about costumes, so he just gets a hand-me-down. He just wants candy, which makes it easier for us. Noted. My older kid has got a refined taste. He he wants, like, the superhero, but he, he can't just be, like, a regular suit. It has to be some obscure hero, and that's where the Chinese deliver for us every time. So, like, he, he wanted to be Shazam once, and we got a Shazam suit that had a lightning bolt that lit up. I mean, just insane. Got Nobody it else was buying it, so you probably got a deal on it. Yes. Oh, they were yeah. like, we made all these Shazams and nobody wanted them. Shazam, which also will help you identify the song, which is still in my head. Man, after a year, you are a professional broadcaster, just looping it right back. I just hear it in there. Okay. Uh, so folks, if you're in the live chat right now, first of all, give us a thumbs up and a like. We would appreciate that. Go ahead and give us the like until it turns green on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. And then on top of that, now is the time. Uh, Steve's impassioned vote. Do you make an impassioned vote other than higher testosterone? Is there a flavor? Like is there I a flavor got component? Cut off there. We got we, we went down some sort of okay. Let's not trail. go down. The, I, make I, your strong pitch. The, the top three reasons why turkey is a great meat for Thanksgiving. One, two, three, and then people comments. I, I need your comments below whether or not you agree. Go ahead. All right. So I'm a totally selfish Thanksgiving person. So I like turkey because I have no competition for white meat, which I prefer. So I get to eat all that and nobody fights me for it. Racism. So that's number one. Okay. Number two is clearly because my wife, actually, that's one of the few dishes that she specializes in and makes really well. She, she has it locked in and dialed in. Like a lot of people screw up when they make turkey. She's got it figured out. She knows how to do it. Uh, so hers is never dry. It's always a very tasty meal. And I would say also, again, selfish reasons, because nobody seems to really appreciate turkey, um, I'm able to pick it up at relatively cheap prices at the day after Thanksgiving and freeze large quantities of it at my house. So you, you, Today is, Black Friday is when you go stock up on turkey for the year. I'm running straight to the store. I'm, I'm getting turkey. We have a freezer. Some people buy steers. I just buy turkeys. I love it. All right, noted. All right, I'm going to go my my three uh, counterpoints here. Number one, uh, turkey is a dumb animal, and it's only eaten by people who like to eat dumb animals. Cows are dumb. They're far smarter. They're far smarter. I'm just I think say pigs that. are actually one of the smartest animals. They are, yeah, which is why bacon is superior to all of those things. If you could just eat bacon, you could, but then you'd be sick. Uh, there's no known maximum dose of bacon that any human being has ever been able to get to. Tracy Beans and I discussed these the other day. Okay, so number one, turkey are dumb animals. Uh, number two, you have to do a ton of things to make them taste good which is what you just said. Your wife has to have a special recipe in order to make a turkey flavorful. And we only do it once a year. So you only get one test. So by the time you're ready to die, you've basically dialed in your recipe. You can cook steak any time of the year at all times. It's always better. And all you need is salt, pepper, and garlic. And it's always good. You need fire, salt, pepper, and garlic. It's the easiest thing to do. And that's why. It's just simplicity. It's readily available. And it is the closest to human tissue. No one you can has eat ever going to jail. complained about getting the turkey sweats. They get the meat sweats. The turkey sweats? Yeah. No, people eat. get drugged out. They go take naps after Trip they eat turkey. Yes, tryptophan's fantastic. You take that nap right after I slept like a baby last night. It was fabulous. I mean, I, I was up by six o'clock because I was I waiting know, on man. the SWAT I'm, team. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let people, we'll let the people decide. Also <laughs> consider the fact that, that Steve lives in Florida. He likes gators, gators by people, white and black. It's not racist. Make America I, is it wrong put it that down I'm the... rooting for you to win this argument so I can get cheap turkeys today? 
No, that's what you should be rooting for. Self-interest. That's the American way. That is the American way. Okay. Uh, speaking of Turkey Day and things that make no sense whatsoever, uh, let me do let me do uh, four Patriots real quick because uh, if you're not going to eat turkey and you're not going to stock up on that, you can stock up on emergency foods. You hear it? We just did that one. That was professional. Uh, fourpatriots.com slash Kyle. Fourpatriots.com slash Kyle. You could buy it as a, as a Christmas gift too if you say, hey, I got family members that will never take care of themselves and I don't want them coming and stealing my stash. Maybe I will get them squared away with an emergency food gift. Uh, it's better than socks in some ways, unless you're just walking everywhere. You can get yourself one of these emergency cooking bundles. It's going to be all the things you need. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. Their food is is better than turkey. I'm going to just say it out there because I've eaten it and I don't like turkey and I prefer this stuff. It's better than MREs, which is also important. If you lived on those other than our friend Tack Penis, who lives in our live chat and thinks it's great, this is the way to go. Uh, I have no idea why they're showing you uh, things burning on there. I guess you could light logs on fire and then uh, use that on the cooking stove. I think it comes with a fire starter. Oh, is that what's going on there? I haven't looked at all. Yeah. The, th this website is dense, man. Like you guys could sit there and just like peruse through it. Fire anyway, and food. Fire and food is exactly. <laughs> that's all you require. The You could cook steak and some of the uh, side dishes there from 4patriots.com slash Kyle. 4patriots.com slash Kyle. Check out something that might keep you a little bit safer should things go sideways. And they might, especially if they cancel um, Thanksgiving because of the racism. You guys got to be careful about that. It's a weird world. So. Speaking of canceling Thanksgiving and speaking of some of the weird things that are going on in the world, we had a, a day that many of us did not even know was an important national holiday, but it is to the people in the federal government, including our ex-girlfriend, the FBI, and it is called the Trans Day of Remembrance. Now, that happened on November 20th. It came and went without any fanfare from the Kyle Serafin show, so I apologize for not letting people know about the Trans Day of Remembrance. Ryan, maybe you could throw that on the screen. There's the Trans Day of Remembrance coming from the FBI's Twitter account. It says, today, this is a long paragraph, today in honor of hashtag transgender day of remembrance, we want to recognize those in the transgender community who have fallen victim to hate crimes and reaffirm the hashtag FBI's commitment to protect all Americans. Learn more today. Hashtag FBI jobs. Weird flex FBI jobs. And then uh, one of their links, and there's a flag, and it's a tranny flag, and it's in the sun, and it's on a blue sky that somebody went out and shot. And then it says Transgender Day of Remembrance, and then the FBI symbol and FBI jobs. 20,000 views. Here's the real key. Released on November 20th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. 9 a.m. Eastern Time. The beginning of the day led with Transgender Day of Remembrance. Now, Steve, I'm going to put the quarter into you and let you just run with this. What is the problem with this particular thing compared to the week of Thanksgiving? Maybe you can go. And we've got the graphic for you as well. Oh, well, I mean, fault on you for not remembering the Trans Day of Remembrance. Clearly. Uh, but look, this is the FBI Jobs Twitter site, and clearly it indicates that the FBI is targeting particular candidates for positions because they've Cultivate, they're cultivating a new agency that is woke and weaponized. And the fact that they are highlighting this at 9 a.m. most likely means that they had it pre-programmed to drop at the beginning of the workday mm -hmm. because they had this day circled on their calendar, which means it's very important to them. That they wanted to get their virtue signaling in and make sure that they appealed to all the right people in the most uh, sincere way possible because I do think that those, those feelings that they have are very sincere. They crafted this message. This has obviously went through some sort of public affairs office. They made sure that they said everything the right way. I was kind of surprised there was no pronouns in there at all. Mm. Interesting that they didn't speak to any particular uh, trans violence that they said people are falling victim to. They, they, I don't think they remembered any. 
Um, yeah, nobody but, in specific. But what you can do, folks, if you want to go check out Matt Walsh's podcast, he debunked all the uh, 27 people that have died from trans hate violence. Uh, more people than that die in a week in Chicago. That's just how it works. Well, in any given month, I guess more people are shot in any given week. So anyway, but trans violence, uh, continue on because we're going to we're going to run down there. What about Thanksgiving? Uh, do they care about Thanksgiving? No. And in, in light of that, I, I figured yesterday at least. It's that's a ground ball, man. Every single company organization should just put that out. You just put it on autopilot. You don't have to do anything. And obviously, the FBI pays people to monitor its social media accounts. And, on and holidays. it's scheduled. Like they they schedule Thanksgiving just the way that we can look and find out when Easter is going to be in two years, or we could find out when Halloween is going to be, even though it should be on Saturday. We can look and see which which Thursday is Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes, they know. I mean, and you can set those. Look, there was I mean, kind of unrelated, but I remember when Alan Combs member of Hannity and, and Combs show died. He had a preset thing to go on his social media account. And, hey, check me out tonight. And p- people were really upset by that because it were to come out that he had died. And they said, well, did, did he die or not? And it was just because he put it automated. You, you so can schedule it. Yep. And so let's no, throw, let's throw the thing out here and then you'll, we'll, we'll, we'll get the context of why this happened. Let's put up on um, the Ryan, if you'll throw up on the screen, the FBI's Thanksgiving message, there it is. Um, no paragraph necessary. The hashtag FBI wishes you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. They'll be outside monitoring you, obviously, uh, if you're a conservative. And they just took a generic fence with some generic leaves. They threw the FBI's uh, little symbol on it in white, no color, just like a weak overlay. And it just says happy Thanksgiving from the Federal Bureau of Instigation. Oh, sorry, investigation. Instigation? It could be either one. And and it was released at 7.30 p.m., Wow, that was a good Zoom. 7.30 p.m. on November 23rd yesterday with 100,000 views. How many of those views came from you, Steve, friend? How many of them are uh, inspired by what you got involved in? You want to zoom in on the thing there too, Ryan? Because that's pretty wild. Again, 9 a.m. on the 20th, the Trans Day of Remembrance drops at the beginning of the day. Thanksgiving, they missed almost every single person who eats. Is it relevant that uh, you need a message from the FBI uh, on Thanksgiving? No, you don't. No. But is it interesting? Does it tell you what the priorities are? Tell me what, uh, why do they drop it at 7.30 in the, in the evening? <laughs> Oh, well, I think that they're paying some holiday differential pay to the squad of agents who monitors your social media and my social media because I found that out and decided to mess with my ex-girlfriend a little bit online. And I think it was around 6 Eastern that I noticed and put out a notification that neither the FBI nor the DOJ had well uh, given the American people a happy Thanksgiving message. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, they scrambled the jets and got that generic statement put out Within about an hour, some intern had to leave the Thanksgiving sort of post tryptophan coma situation, got the got the bat phone call and then had to go and gin up that useless meme to throw out there from home. I'm, I'm guessing and probably build the whole day on holiday pay. Oh, no, no question. And look, you should not, not be as offended as I am. There's not even a turkey put on that image. Like, I mean, there's no turkey. That- no, no, it was it's just leaves. a generic it's, fence. That was a leaves. generic fall picture. That could have yes. been like autumn is coming. Make sure you check your uh, your thermostats. That could have been the same thing, or or uh, check your hoses so you don't have a like a freezer explosion. It's such a ground. They could have even made it a woke thing. They go, you know, today on Thanksgiving, the FBI is thankful for all its trans employees. They could have done something <laughs> like that. And they should have. <laughs> They totally should have. How many views did your tweet get before the FBI was able to uh, recover and try to throw out this uh, this useless this useless gesture? That's a good question. I think it was probably around twenty or thirty thousand. I think so too. Yeah, I, I saw it about that time. So twenty, thirty thousand, which is not a small number of people. That's a decent post on Twitter. 
yeah, for for account my size, it's 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 pretty big because you know I I got about I'm about closing in on fifty thousand. So my my sensors, I actually get a bonus here for the next couple of days because my sensors typically don't work on weekends and holidays. So mm-hmm. four straight days to me, I gotta I gotta gin up some some traffic, some engagement, maybe crash crash over the fifty thousand mark. Yeah, and then you're at fifty six thousand right now for that particular little uh, little insight. Uh, you can follow Steve at Real Steve Friend at Real Steve Friend on Twitter or at Real underscore Steve Friend on True Social. Always easier when someone else hawks your socials. Uh, at Real Steve Friend, he's following me. I'm following him. You guys can find it. I retweeted some of this stuff on X. I don't want to say Zeded. I don't want to say Zeded. I don't know what the they really they really took a, a an iconic brand that I hated and I came to like because it is like twittering birds that don't matter. And then, <laughs> then they made it X, and X just sounds like, like softcore porn. Is it true? Yes, is it, I, is it I, XXX? No, it's just one X. It's just. Like I think that was a heavy fail petting. It's heavy petting, what they used to talk about in middle school. <laughs> Do you remember? They'd be like, third base is heavy petting." I don't know what that. It's like heavy petting. Yeah, it's it's Cinemax. So like a, you have a glove. Yeah, it's Skinemax. We used to have. <laughs> One of my buddies used to have Skinamax and they would do commentary on it. It was a, it was the jokiest, saddest thing I've ever seen. There'd be like 20 dudes laughing about whatever Cinemax would put they on. Did Mystery Science Theater. One, on yeah, Cinemax. one guy would get cable in the entire dorm room floor and everybody would gather around and just laugh at it because it was so silly. It was so absurd. There was a lot of like thrusting into like abdominal regions that didn't seem to make sense biologically. But anyway, um, but there was like, you know, pretty good music. That music that we heard earlier from the Florida Bite guy. We definitely have that. Are we doing uh, American Radicals tomorrow? Is that happening? It's going to happen, man. Uh, okay. Garrett and I ready to go. Uh, we were going to debate even this turkey thing, but... Is it going to be live or is it going to be tape? Are we, what do we think? Should we do it? Oh, you know, I, I think we might do one more tape delay and then be ready to go live uh, December 2nd because I got a week away in uh, in Arizona next week and okay. I'll just use that as an opportunity to say, hey, it's time to Upgrade go down that here. Okay, so a tape delay. People, you can see the AMRAD pod, A-M-R-A-D-P-O-D, AMRAD pod, rumble.com slash AMRAD pod. If you want to check out Stephen Garrett, that's going to be going on tomorrow, which means we'll probably be taping it tonight. And uh, getting that thing ready to go. And then soon to be live on a regular basis. I will give a lot of grace there because I spent a lot of time doing tape and non-live shows. It takes a little bit of uh, it takes a little bit of doing to step up to the mic and be ready to do a live show. Let me throw this one at you. We don't trust the FBI. We know that they're doing weird things. We know that they've co-opted the, the levers of government. Um, we understand that they're more interested in trans people. Can we throw this weird thing up, that 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 first topic that we had, that the tranny that wants to kill kids? Apparently, they occasionally do their job. This must have really, really hurt them. Uh, but this article came out of Daily Wire. I want you guys to know about it because it's one, it's weird. And more importantly, too, it went on kind of a non-news day, went right into the the uh, the Thanksgiving blackout. This one is wild. Feds charge trans identifying man. That's a man who identifies as a female for what it's worth, from what we can tell. Uh, after he pledged to copycat the Nashville shooter saying, quote, I'm coming for them in the bathrooms, quote, there's a lot of transgenders out there that are tired of being picked on and we're going to go into the shules, schools and we're going to kill their effing kids. Uh, he spelled it out, obviously. So he was actually arrested for interstate threat communications, which is a legit federal charge. The guy's name is Jason Lee Willie of Nashville, Illinois, goes by Alexia Willie because, of course, he does and was charged on November 7th. For 14 felony counts of interstate communication of threats to injure. Uh, The court records show that uh, he was apparently trying to model his actions off the trans identifying a woman. That's a female who pretended to be a man who shot up the Christian um, 
Covenant School in Tennessee, which we've covered, and we did the Super Bowl of Masculinity issue, or episode, rather. Uh, what do you think? Like, this is actually the way that interstate threats are actually supposed to go, I think. Right? Like, credible yes, threats I mean, transmitted over the web? That's that's a legitimate, by by the code, the way that the F, that's a, falls within the lane of the FBI to investigate. I'm curious. I don't even know if the details are in there. I didn't read the story. Do you think he said how it at a school board he, meeting? How did he get outed? He, well, how was he brought into custody? Uh, did they send the SWAT team like they did to Utah? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. No, it says I mean, it, that the Perry County that, Sheriff Office arrested hmm. him. So, if 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 uh, so, they used the local past. If past indicates what happens in the present and the future. It would seem that he was arrested by the sheriff's office, and then the FBI said, "Well, we don't have to do very much work here. We can adopt this and take it." He was released on a zero-dollar bond forty-eight hours after being booked. That that checks. That checks. I mean, did they even take his guns? Well, it's Illinois. I don't think they're allowed to have guns there. Uh, that's true. At least not in the same way that we would think about it. He was released from state custody on August 17th. On August 24th, uh, his roommate from the prison, or no, his actual roommate who lives with him, probably said, uh, I'm now living with a dude who uh, originally pretended to be a man, but now he's pretending to be a woman. So that's really troubling. Said Willie is uh, claims to be learning how to use firearms and how to obtain a firearm so that she <laughs> can follow through on the threats that she made. They're so confused. Um Tell me if I'm wrong here, because I had this this revelation. I was talking to my wife, Emily, the other day, and one of the things that I said was, I've got this, uh, the algorithm from Twitter feeds me a lot of this garbage. It feeds me like trans people being mentally ill. And what it said was, it was a female who identifies as a male who said that she made it through Thanksgiving and everybody accepted her, and that was like a big relief. Number one, name any men that go to Thanksgiving and just hope that their family will accept them. Is that a, is that a masculine sort of post? in any way, shape, or form? No, I mean, obviously I go to Thanksgiving and say, I like turkey. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. I don't need Everybody approval. disagrees with you, but you're okay with it. Yes. It's a masculine thing to stand against the the uh, the sort of the, the tides of, of accuracy and the proper choice, which of course is steak. So there's that. The second thing that made me really laugh was I came to the realization that these trans people are essentially just ugly narcissists. And so if you're a female who wants to be a man, you're just an ugly woman who narcissistically focuses in on yourself and wants everyone else to notice you for something. And you're like, I'm an ugly woman, but I could be like a mediocre looking dude. That's actually not true. You're just an ugly woman and you're always that way. And vice versa. These weird looking guys, um, some of them are not nearly as weird looking as they could be. They just want to be ugly women, I guess. I don't know what the what the lure is, but they're, but they're all focused inward, narcissistic. And that's that's one of the reasons that they want to go to the children. Like obviously, they want to recruit the children. Mm -hmm. They probably have their own uh, their own kinks with children. A lot of them, mm -hmm. but I also think that kids are kids are people pleasers. That's why they want to be in the room with them because the kids will applaud anybody for any reason at all. Because if you walk into a room of adults, you might get a Kyle Serafin or a Steve Friend who says, <laughs> "You're a crazy person." No, no, well you, you have an Adam's apple. Not have a you woman. considered wearing a turkey on your head? It's the only good use of a turkey is for you to use it as a helmet to block that hideous face of yours. Talk <laughs> through the butt of a turkey. I would prefer it. That's something that Kyle Serafin might say. I'm I'm not always very nice. It turns out. No, and and that's again back to the kids. The kids will give them all the affirmation that they mm -hmm. want. And the fact that in their head that they're pretending like, oh, that this is just my outreach to them. No, it's completely self-serving. You it just is. want to have the pat on the back. They, if they just wanted company, they could have gone to an old folks home, as I said the other day. Why don't they go to a retirement community? Those people need attention. They need uh, human contact. They're sitting there in their chair 
watching, you know, Wheel of Fortune or Wapner or Price is Right or whatever, Kyle Serafin show, if they're so inclined. And they could be watching that. And then um, you could just bring in fill in the blank tranny who does, you know, the drag show and sort of gyrates on some kind of a pole or a window or whatever. And what would the old people say, you think? Uh, probably the same thing that the Pope said. <laughs> just very, very happy with, with them. So and and they're, they're all children you. of God. Oh, the Pope is a boomer too, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, what a weird video, folks. If you didn't see it a couple of days ago, we played um a hundred and I think there's a hundred and forty trans people, dudes identifying as women dressed in drag, went to go hang out with the Pope, with the Catholic Pope at the Vatican of all things. Ten percent of his, this luncheon that he did, there was a thousand people in this luncheon. Ten over ten percent of them were strange trannies with like deep voices in Italian. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Like as Rocky a, Balboa uh, dressed up like a chick. It's so strange. As, as, as a radical traditional Catholic like you, and maybe it's a question. I'm not though. I'm not, I'm not, life. I don't even fit the definition. Although I, <laughs> I think Latin mass is great. And I actually prefer like a much more stringent version of uh, Catholicism. I, I'm definitely like a radical traditionalist, but I don't think I'm a radical traditional Catholic. I think well, I'm you just fit more the profile. Like, I, no, I, no question. I'm just a radical. Let's just call it what it is. All right. All right. So is the Pope Catholic? That's a great question. I mean, he's a, he's a Jesuit, right? So it's like sort of like fringe, like you want to talk about fringe Catholicism, Catholics that are like pro-abortion and uh, think that uh, we should celebrate gay marriage are not really Catholic in many ways. My brother and I have this long debate because we both were raised, he has a degree in theology actually, and he's an atheist. So that's always really weird to have uh, your brother who's just like, how dare you? Like Joe Biden's a Catholic. If he says he's Catholic, like you don't get to decide who is and isn't, but like, but don't I, but don't I a little bit, can't we kind of just look and be like, that's not really a duck. That's an alligator that's wearing a duck bill because it ate a duck. It's not really the same thing when you look at these two things. You can know, you're like, if you don't follow the tenets of Catholicism, I mean, I guess you could be a bad Catholic is kind of the history of it. Uh, you could be a bad Christian if you believe in a bunch of things that are not Christian, but like you're kind of just not a Christian. That's kind of how it works. I'm not saying I'm going to be the one who uh, delineates what that is, but uh, it is bizarre. It's bizarre to see it. I agree with you on that. I, I agree with what I think you're saying. I'm hung up on your brother being a theology major who's an atheist. The number one way to get your kids to, uh, if you send them to Catholic, but also Jesuit schools, they will become very open-minded, very lib. And all my brothers basically have stepped away from the church, even though they were all raised in Catholic schools and Catholic high schools. And some of them went to Catholic colleges. My two most virulent hedonistic brothers both went to not just Catholic, but Jesuit colleges. And so they were fully educated all the way through 16 years of school. And then stepped and we're like, nope, church is dumb. God is dumb. It's the saddest thing. And and it turns out they don't seem very happy. <laughs> I get it. I, I went to a Catholic college and they are embracing the the, the tranny madness. And, yep. and they have, and they're, the way Notre Dame is situated is across the street is St. Mary's College. It's an all girls college. Right. And they're going to start admitting men who pretend to be women. Might, might as well. I mean, might as well. We're we're in the, they want to be of this world and in this world at the same time, even though we're called not to be that as Christians. Let me throw another weird thing at you. All right. Speaking of, speaking of things that we, we, sometimes you owe a retraction, you say something and you, and you have to take it back. I was on Dan Bongino's radio show talking about terrorism and the possibility that what was going on in that rainbow bridge, there was this weird incident that happened up in Buffalo. I think we'd be remiss not to cover it at least in some way. And so I've got footage from the security camera, supposedly, hopefully not AI generated, hopefully not. Very weird that uh, Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, mentions AI, strangely, which nobody needs to have. And then we're going to break it down. I just want to know, do we owe an apology for claiming that it might have been terrorism? 
or is something else going on here? Let's run uh, these. We got videos. Number one, I'm calling this the Dukes of Hazard. This is wild stuff. Run video yeah. four so people can see this. Folks, if you didn't realize this, there was an explosion at the Canadian border near Niagara Falls. There's no audio over it, so I'll just talk. What you're seeing on the left side of the screen, uh, there it goes. It just flies off there. Ryan's got to let it loop. It is uh, the the checkpoint at Customs Border Patrol. I'm sorry, Customs Border Protection, CBP, checkpoint. And on the right is the actual explosion. Throw it one more time because I'm going to watch it again. On the right-hand side, as you watch it, we've got the actual, the actual impact... And it goes boom like that massive impact. Okay. And a lot of fire. And that looks like an explosion to me. I'm not an expert on explosives per se, but I've trained in demolition. That looks explosive. And I've been told that cars don't blow up because of the way modern cars are developed, they don't explode on impact. Even if you're moving fast enough to fly as high as that is the flying car seems to take, that's a really, really long distance airborne. It seems like. Every kid has tried to get their car airborne going off a jump. I've never seen that kind of impact. So really fast. The witnesses said they saw the car flying. So that checks. Um, is that possibly not terrorism? Is there a possibility that that was just a traffic something? I suppose. I mean, it kind of blew, blew up the way the plane did at the end of Miami Vice when they just shoot it with a handgun. I mean, mm -hmm. but the the structure it hit was maybe there's something in there that was slammable. Like what? Yeah. Like what would be in a, in a, in a little checkpoint? And, you know, Ryan and I were talking about maybe the guy carries a 20 gallon, a 20 gallon uh, propane canister in every day to, to run his space heater and that tiny thing, <laughs> which is a small possibility. But that blew up the way uh, propane canisters do. When you blow up compressed gas, that's how it blows up. That's what the fire looks like. Don't ask me how I know that. I may or may not have done that a few times. Let's get Kathy Hochul on record because she says totally not terrorism. It's totally not terrorism. Let's check out video number five. She's giving you the straight dope. Obviously, she would never lie to you. She's a she's a Democrat uh, elected official. There is no evidence at this time that this was a terrorist activity. And that's what I want to make very clear to the public, just to calm everybody down. It's really important because uh, based on what's happening in other parts of the world, everybody is on edge. And this is an international border. And we've always felt the vulnerability there. But this was a, a you know, I won't call it an accident. It's not been determined to be an accident. Uh, you don't know whether the, intent, the driver was intentional in how they drove. We do not know that. All I know is there was a horrific accident, I won't call it an accident, horrific incident, a crash, an explosion, loss of life, but at this time, no known terrorist connection. So, so I'm seeing Tack Penis in the chat saying that that is a VBID, which is a vehicle-borne IED, improvised explosive device. Uh, my instinct as well, cars don't explode. They don't explode. How many traffic accidents did you have to work when you were on the res? I'm guessing you had some vehicular homicides. Yep. Vehicular homicides. One of my, this is actually the only time I ever had a misdemeanor murder uh, within the reservation was a vehicular homicide. Was that the body that got run over? No, that was a different body. Okay. <laughs> no, this was actually uh, low speed, Okay. Uh, crashed, and then the, the car like caught on fire and somebody inside was drunk and died. And there really wasn't a, lot, a federal code. So we had to adopt a state code and it was a misdemeanor homicide. So I always said like this guy could one day get his life together and they could ask him if he'd ever committed a felony. He could say, no, but I have killed a man. Right. I ran my car into a 7-Eleven or whatever that happens. There, there's there, there's like that story on every res. Interestingly enough, um, it didn't, I'm guessing it didn't explode when it caught fire. It just caught fire and burned. Correct. 
right? Yeah, it, it was not, you know, like the, yeah, like the explosion you see in that, which was why I, I, I sort of agree with you. It looks like a vehicle IED. And also Kathy Hochul says an explosion, but the explosion, which doesn't make any sense in that context, was obviously not terrorism. Are they jumping the gun? The FBI has said, hey, we were here. We were here for six hours and we know for a fact this was not terrorism. They haven't identified who was in the car. Um, you have any faith in that? I kind of th- feel like you can just set your your watch against what the FBI says. I, I look, I, I continue to rely on the, uh, the the late great Norm McDonald's statement that you know, can you imagine if ISIS exploded a nuclear bomb in the United States and killed fifty million people? The the, the terrible uh, Islamophobia that would result as a result of that. So much Islamophobia. It's the it's the Republicans pounce. I actually said that to Dan Bongino on the thing. They were they were going after uh, so called right wing or conservative pundits for listening to what the people from Hamas said. They said, we're going to do a day of rage. There's going to be a day of jihad, which was, of course, was a good friendly Friday that we did. And the day of jihad, you know, when you cover it and you're like, hey, people are saying there's a day of jihad, like prepare yourself like this is a drill, uh, but it may get real. Like this may not be exercise, exercise, exercise. This may be not a drill. So just prepare yourself accordingly. And by doing that, then you're the conspiracy theorist and you're the one calling for Islamophobia. Whereas uh, this lady just saw something explode in a toll booth or in a, uh, a checkpoint in the border. And it's definitely not terrorism with the five minutes they had to look into it. By the way, that was day of release, her video. And let's just say for the sake of a conversation that this is not a vehicle born IED. Mm-hmm. This is just a, a regular accident. Things went wrong. The reason we're reacting to this is because we're waiting for Damocles sword to fall on us because you've allowed millions of people to stream into the country unvetted. You allowed all these people to come out of Afghanistan unvetted. Mm-hmm. If your screening process is 99% effective, and we both work to the federal government, and we know that there's not no way that that's true. But it might be 99%. It might be 9% effective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the TSA does fail every single audit. But be that as it may, if it's 99% effective, there are thousands and thousands of people who slipped through the cracks that were the one percenters that are now disseminated throughout the country. And we all know they're here, which is why our heads on a swivel. And we see a regular traffic accident as the great governor, Kathy Hochul is saying uh, between her saying she's going to introduce, uh, Metting out conspiracy theories into school curriculum. This is this is the same lady that wants to have the emergency authority. They just passed rule. I think it's two thirteen, but I, I'll double check the numbers. They passed a rule that said that they are now going to be able to come into your home and determine that you're a public health safety threat and quarantine you against all manner of rules. Uh, and and I guess the courts have upheld it so far. Strangest thing in the world. Uh, Astro Sweat asked. I assume it was confirmed this was not an electric vehicle. The thing that I heard was that it was a Bentley, which is really weird. And so we don't have the make of the car. We don't have the names of the owners, the occupants, or the drivers. We don't have a lot of the information out there. But they're definitely sure it wasn't terrorism, and they're certainly not going to share it with us. When the Buffalo, New York, comes out and says something like, "Hey guys, we investigated it, and we're really grateful to all of our state and local partners who investigated this accident." Like the FBI doesn't even have any expertise on that. If they came out there and did post bomb analysis and they determined that there were no explosive residues, that doesn't mean that wasn't a device. Like I said, you could load the car full of propane canisters. And if you have an ignition source and you have heat and you have pressure and then you release the pressure that is explosive and it's a burning gas, you could easily do it with uh, something you could go down and buy at an Ace Hardware very easily, like right across the street from me. That's why I'll look for the parsed words where they'll they'll talk about, you know, the the pressure cooker bomb that you have for a Boston Marathon bomb. And they'll be like, well, there was no actual explosive, you know, but it was a pressure cooker with lots of yes. you know, debris on the inside. Well, that's just a cooking utensil. I mean, this, this is like the Ray Epps thing. Like I've never worked for the FBI. 
Right. You know, as opposed to, I just oh, get, have you ever worked just, for the government? Right. I just get cash from one thing. I agree with you. They're parsing words. It seems really strange. Uh, we'll keep watching it because I think it's worth knowing. Uh, we've had uh, Lemon Zinger say today was an awesome show. We had a couple of you guys. We'll cover all the Rumble rants in just a second there. I wanted to cover the one that was a specific question on there about the uh, about the vehicle-borne IED and, and the possibility of it. The fact of the matter is, is that when you delegitimize yourself, when you celebrate Trans Day of Remembrance and you celebrate uh, not Thanksgiving, the basic American holidays that we know when they're coming, and when you do things like uh, lie to the people about whistleblowers, which we've seen them lie to us, it is my instinct to set every single thing. My watch can be set basically in direct opposition to whatever the FBI says. That's the safest bet for what's true, which is sad because there's probably decent people on the the post-blast team that were doing the analysis. There's no reason we have to hate on what they're doing. And yet I just don't believe any of them. And I also don't believe anything Kathy Hochul says. She seems like a liar. Yes. <laughs> Kathy Hochul is not trustworthy, which is why I fully expect to have more people moving to my state and fighting alligators on the side of the highway uh, with me. Just don't Ooh, pet them. It's just so simple, people. Don't pet. Can you play that video one more time? Will you play video three? I really want to hear the song more than anything else, but I also want to see the guy get bit. Let's just do it. Let's just play video Steve three. Steve Irwin coming up. Okay, Steve. I got Steve. Beer with you. Yeah, there it is. I'd rather be with you. He's that's trying to take tough, that. Man. He's that's trying tough. to take you that patella. Can't get those jaws open once they clap shut. Yeah, he's wow. right on the patella. He's going to take that that kneecap right off. You don't need that to be able to uh, to exist, but you do need it to run. So. All right, I, I need to drop. I dropped this uh, with my kids the other day, and this is a complete Kyle Seraphin answer that I need to get from okay. you. All right, and yeah. then that video sets it up perfectly. Perfect. And we play this game. Would you rather? And then two suboptimal situations. You got to pick, right? So I said, would you rather have your right leg amputated beneath the knee surgically? So full anesthesia, you're put out, woken up, right? Mm -hmm. Or go into a pool with an alligator that size and bet on yourself for an hour. An hour? An hour. What does Kyle Serafin go with? Oh, I'm an amphibious warrior. I'm in the pool. You, know, you, are... <laughs> <laughs> you, bet, on, you bet on that. I was like, yeah, he probably said he'd, he'd kill the alligator. He's like, I'm in. You can't yeah. have any guns. I don't need guns. I'm not excited <laughs> about this. I'm not. It's not fun, but I'm gonna. I'll, I'll take the. I'll take the bet. Yeah. Well, we were just watching an alligator in a pool earlier. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that was a chick, and she didn't seem to do very well. I give him something he doesn't. I give him. She I wasn't take, Kyle Serafin. Here, here's the fun thing. I would trick the alligator by giving him my my ranger panties, and giving him something to chew <laughs> on, and then I just wrap him up and hold him, and give him that give him that gator hug. I've done gator rolls I've, I've survived many 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 gator rolls going through pj and doc i've been taken to the bottom and rolled around and i've survived the goalpost for when i panic with oxygen is much further along than most people and uh and my competency in the pool i fought two swat guys underwater and held them until they panicked I, I'll, I'll take the gator granted i'm dealing with like millions of years of evolution that is just for that but uh i'm just saying bring it on bring it on is that weird? You would have been the minority in the car ride for us. Of course. We, Here's the thing. All... You guys are playing like like actually interesting uh, would you rather. My, my my recollection of that game was guys drinking in college. And then we had this dude whose name was uh, Luke. We call him we call him Dr. Luke. And Luke would always come up with the weirdest things. He'd be like, what is your favorite natural phenomenon? And, you, and you'd be like, how much weed do you smoke, dude? And he would yeah. go, my favorite is clouds, but maybe trees. Like that, that, was the, that was the kind of guy that he was. And I remember him going, like, would you rather have your nose chopped off and have your eyebrows surgically realigned in circles around the two open face nostrils that you have in your, on your face or have an anvil dropped on your testicles and your, and your, and your genitals. 
And it's like, <laughs> like that's so weird. That was the so stuff that dark. he would come up with. Look, I mean, we, we that's keep it way, I'm glad you're not doing that to your kids because their kids will be <laughs> scarred if you give them those kind of questions. Man, I mean, I, the, I, I made them die because I said, would you rather have the head of a chicken or your head on a chicken's body? And oh, they, man, that's really troubling. <laughs> I don't want either of those. <laughs> but I mean, I have to keep it obviously... Uh, you know, compatible with a nine and six year old, but the, yeah, the no, I question just, got a little deep. Your kids, your kids are going to need uh, therapy, which is good. Um, we should always do that. Talk therapy works, folks. Talk it out. Don't do self medication. Your kids are going to do that, or they're going to start doing. Um, they're going to basically not eat for days and days, and then have one beer, and then they're just going to tell you all their problems, which are going to be significant based on what you've just done to them. Uh, the alligator fight <laughs> is probably going to be living in your six year old's nightmares. He's going to picture himself in a pool. That's what my six year old would bring to me. So I hope that doesn't happen. We live in Florida. They got to be ready for it. Yeah, that's true. You might as well be ready. Uh, prepared is uh, better than being repaired after the fact, right? <laughs> Agreed, it's which so is why weird. you should put uh, drop bags around the swamp areas of Four Patriots. Of uh, Four Patriots, in case you got to run from the Bureau. Such a good move. All right, let's 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 cover one more sponsor. Let's do uh, Mike Lindell. Let's do the MyPillow. You guys could do uh, MyPillow.com slash Kyle. Christmas coming up. I know they have a special on their towels right now. Looks like they've got them down to a an ultra low price. You can use promo code Kyle or you can go to MyPillow.com slash Kyle. There it is, the MyPillow website and the slippers, which it needs to be in my upgrade thing. The best MyPillow bed sheets ever. I don't have any other bed sheets. What are your What is your version of the bed sheets that you're into, Steve? I know you had, are you the Giza Dream Sheets guy? Were no, you, I never got the Giza Dream Sheets. They owe you a uh, set, don't they? Y- yep, I think I think Jesse Kelly still does. But I'm waiting. There it is. My wife. What, what just Look happened? That. What just got moved around? I don't know. Something just got dragged off, Ryan. Are you all right? Did you get dragged off by oh, an alligator? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> no, no, right here, man. <laughs> I heard something go. I'm changing the scenes. It sounded like oh, somebody dragged the car's driving by. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, should have muted myself, my bad. No, you're good, you're good. Okay, so there it is. Uh, the, the luxurious Giza Dream Sheets are the inexpensive ones. The Percale ones are the ones my folks like. They're a little bit, I'm not into soft, like downy stuff. I want like crisp, um, cold sheets. My, my daughters actually break things out by warm and cold blankets, which I had to figure out what it was, but they mean the texture on your skin. I like the cold version. Anyway, Percale Sheets, check them out, mypillow.com slash Kyle, and you guys can use our promo code there instead. If you like, this is the one that I'm interested in. The towel deal, 50% off right now. I love towels. Dude, when you're a swimmer, speaking of fighting alligators at a pool, when you're a swimmer, it's all about the towel. When you get out and you know that you have enough towel, I would have multiple towels. Like I have no shame in like wrapping my body once and my head once. My kids come out, they're all like, I want to be a burrito, dad. I'm like, yeah, you're a burrito. I'll tie you up. And then they run around and then they always shed it and they're always naked running around. That's what little kids do, I guess. But the uh, the burrito towel, I'm into it. All right. That's good enough there. Let's also say thanks. Are you wearing a Are you wearing a, uh, a Garrett O'Boyle shirt today? Are you dealing with the O'Boyle family sweatshop? No, I uh, you know I had one on, but then it got a little chilly here for my liking. I had to put the long sleeves on. I'm waiting on my suspendable. <laughs> those, those Central sweatshirt. Florida winters are brutal. It's in the It's in the sixties. It was man. It was it was just ridiculous this morning. It was probably fifty two when I went outside, and it was <sighs> unsat to be with my Ranger panties and tank top. I had what to do go you, full sweatshirt, short sleeve shirt. No, oh, you had a sweatshirt. Okay, you had a shirt on. Do yeah. you normally run shirtless? Is that? No, I'm not that guy. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm a, a dad and have kids and that, that doesn't fly. So I just wear a tank top. Five years, five years, you're going to be that guy. Once you <laughs> fully acclimate to Florida, you're going that route. The iguana will be shirtless. I am just going to predict it right now. Um, yeah, a lot of people are cold. Steve, people are laughing at your 52 degrees. I'm telling people you wore a jacket when I hung out with you in the middle of the summer in Houston indoors because the air conditioning was too cold. You saw my fingernails, man. They were blue. So were his lips. 
In fact, there's probably video documentation from us sitting down in that hotel there. Um, I want to thank you for joining me. That was fun. Um, let's do one last little thing. Folks, if you guys want to support somebody, you can obviously buy Steve's book. And if you're buying books, let's throw it out there. There's three books you should be looking at. I got to reach. I got to reach, reach. Okay. One is True Blue. Steve's story from being a beat cop to an FBI whistleblower. You guys know the story on there. If you haven't given it to someone, give it to someone that's a lib that needs to have their mind open, that it's not about politics. If you want to buy another book, you can check this out. This is a three-pack. This is The the Story of Your Life, which is written by my father. It's his third book. You can actually check all of them out on Amazon, but you can find this one. It's pinned to my Twitter feed right now. And then the last one that I'm going to recommend, will you go to the Kyle Rittenhouse um, Twitter, the Twitter homepage, Ryan? Can you pull that sucker up? Uh, you could follow Kyle sure. Rittenhouse on on Twitter, but you can also buy his book right now, which is in pre-sale. It's called Acquitted. Uh, it's the story of him being not guilty. And the fact that he he engaged in self-defense. And for some reason, this is triggering leftists all over the place. There are leftists. His uh, his Twitter handle is at this is Kyle R. That's his uh, Twitter handle. If you guys want to go follow that, you should definitely be this supporting this poor kid. I mean, he did something that I think is so American. We talked about Thanksgiving being very American. Um, fighting alligators, probably very American as well. But the idea that young men bearing arms in defense of their way of life and their their belief system in America, it's pretty fundamentally American. It's always happened, whether it's happened at home or abroad, young men, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, going in and throwing themselves in the gap. Why do they do that? Because they don't have the kids that Steve Friend and I have. They're not um, necessarily worried about the consequences in the same way. That's why young men go to basic training and they're awesome at it. There's this new book, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse acquitted. I think that we should be supporting this kid. He just seems like such a nice guy every time I've heard it. And this has absolutely devastated him. It's changed his life. He didn't set out there to go do any of this stuff, but three books. So those are my three recommendations. True Blue, Acquitted, and The Story of Your Life, How to Write Your Own Obituary um, from My Father. Those are three good people. There's a Kyle in there, there's a Steve in there, and there's my dad, Charlie. I recommend all those. You want to uh, You want to plug anything else while we're here right now, Steve? Anything you got coming up? Uh, the AMRAD pod, the Am American Radicals podcast, Saturday, noon, Eastern time, Garrett and I, episode two. First one was just kind of setting a memorialization type of climate, you know, who we are. Uh, but I think we're actually going to dig into some issues here and, and things that are close to us, like FBI problems that you and I discuss, and he and I will get into them as well. Yeah, you guys can get into them even deeper. Just the two of you doing nothing but that. You don't even have to look at the broader world. There's just enough problems with our ex that we could uh, you could do that all day. Um, I want to say thanks to all of you guys for joining us for our stream. If you haven't hit the thumbs up, please hit that whenever you can. Please go ahead and hit the like button here on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. And then also, if you have not told me, if you are a steak or a turkey person, throw it into the comments. We're going to tally them up. We'll cover it again on Monday. We'll find out whether Steve lost. I hope he lost. Make America steak again is the contention. Last last thoughts. Do you have a slogan for your turkey? No, I I'm told you I'm tanking this argument. I want cheap turkey. So by all means, everybody go buy your filet. And so turkey prices fall in the let's go Brandon economy. <laughs> very good. I can give on. I like it when I make an argument and then the counter argument is actually in favor of my argument. That's very hard to, uh, I didn't plan it that way, but it works out. Hey, so I expect asking this, if Steve's show will be on rumble. It's going to be on rumble. Yep. It's rumble.com slash am like American am am rad R A D pod for American radical podcast. You can also start following on Twitter. Uh, and on True Social, it's at AmRadPod. I will uh, tweet it out there. So if you guys follow me, look for that. I'll post it in the Suspendables group run by our buddy Eric Jason. You guys can find that. Uh, the Suspendables group is on True Social. And there's another one by B. Cancella. 
who is also on uh, tr on Twitter right now. And apparently some of my FBI buddies who are friendlies were lurking in a space that was done. That was a uh, Kyle Serafin show fan space that was done on Twitter spaces the other day. And he was like, hey, what's I was going in on that. There? Were you in there? My buddy was saying he was going to try to get you guys on to talking about aliens. Um, and he's he's a big alien dude. He's a big uh, right up my alley. Yeah, FBI guy. Yeah, he, you'd love it. This would be right up your alley. You could have him on as a guest whenever he quits. Uh, all that being said, folks, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We're really appreciative of you guys joining us for the show. Steve, thanks so much, buddy. I will uh, talk to you a little bit later on. We'll we'll see you on Saturday for the AMRAD pod. And Ryan, let's do a five-star review. Let's do a five-star review right there from our listeners on Apple Podcasts. We are now cleared the 800 mark. We are looking at 1,000. So we got a big goal in front of us. If you will leave us a review, we'll read them on the show, just like this from T Gam Bogey. B-O-G-I, T Gam Bogey. It says, Friendly Friday. Kyle, you've become my favorite podcast. Thanks for all your work. And also a thanks to Steve Friend, obviously, uh, for Friendly Friday. How about that? What a what a coordinated kind of fortuitous moment in our lives. I didn't plan that to be there, by the way. That was just the next in order, just so you know. That was the next one up. It's appreciated, man. And uh, maybe send those that love our way on Saturday because uh, we're just going to keep it going. We'll have the uh, the show posted for the live chat starting in just a few minutes here, uh, just after noon on this day. You'll have full 24 hours to come in and put your comments, your questions, your sarcastic remarks for the AMRAD pod. We'll do Steve Friends again next week. And folks, have a lovely weekend. Be safe. And, um, you know, get your Thanksgiving in right now because it's canceled for next year. We really appreciate it. Holy moly. Should we do all these two real quick? Yeah, you ain't going our way without them. All right, all right, we can't we can't leave it. So we've got uh, uh, Tack Penis is talking about uh, below the knee amputations is a paper kit compared to above the knee. So Steve, you might want to update that. He's also said we we covered the V bid one. Uh, P Sturgis says love friendly Fridays. Chad Zodi says Turkey became became Steve is so friendly. What? I think Ryan, it means because did, I, uh, did, did we pass the likes or uh, am I still the uh, the belt holder here? No, Steve, you're still holding the, the title, still my holding friend. The belt. And then uh, we got one last one on there from Anthropop, which says, thanks, guys. Hey, we appreciate it all. Eric Jason, we appreciate you as usual saying God wins. <laughs> Kathy Hochul's lying. Smash the like button. Uh, that's it for us today. Have a lovely, lovely weekend. Be very safe. Have a good time. And we will catch you again on Monday. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys on then. God knows what will happen over this wild weekend. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Serafin Show, streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram at Kyle Serafin.